welcome back to Witch Fix. Today we're looking at a Ting series and I am confused. <laughs> uh, I know that's how I usually start all of my reviews but I, I'm just generally more confused than ever. So I was searching around on eBay, how I generally find books, just typing in keywords, searching things up, and I came across a book called The Book of Spells, a private prequel by Kate Bryan. And uh, the blurb for that is this, The Billings School for Girls, Fine Breeding, Perfect Manners, Black Magic. The year is 1915 and 16-year-old Eliza Williams has just arrived at the Billings School for Girls. Her parents expect her to learn the qualities needed to be a graceful and obedient wife, but Eliza has other plans. After finding a dusty leather-bound spellbook, Eliza forms a secret coven with 11 other Billings girls, disguising their gatherings as a literary society to hide their secret. Bonded by sisterhood, the girls taste freedom and power for the first time, but what began as innocent fun quickly turns into something sinister when one spell has an unexpected and deadly consequence. Eliza realises that magic has the power to bring her all she's ever wanted, or destroy everything she holds dear, but is it too late to stop what she's started? Uh, now, as I usually do, I went into the seller's other items, because I'm kind of a cheapskate. No shame. And um, if I can order, like, one book from someone and not, like, add a bunch of other books to make the postage, like, worthwhile, I will do so. And this seller was also selling a number of other private novels, because that's the name of the series, because it all takes place in a private school. And I looked at those and thought, okay, are these similarly to do with witchcraft? They must be, because obviously the prequel, the blurb, makes quite a lot out of the whole witchcraft thing. And the blurb for the first novel, which I have read, and I'm about to review for you, is this. When Reed Brennan arrives at Eastern Academy, she discovers that everyone is more sophisticated, more gorgeous, and a whole lot wealthier than she is. She feels like an outsider looking in, until she meets the Billings girls, the most beautiful, intelligent, and powerful girls on campus. Reed vows to do whatever it takes to be accepted into their inner circle, but once she's in, she discovers there's more to the girls' closets than designer clothes. They're hiding skeletons too, and secrets which must be kept private, whatever the cost. So this book series is quite a number of books long. It's not as long as like the Wicker series or the Circle of Three, but it's like seven, eight, nine books. I can't count. Uh, and then the prequel. Uh, so I decided to start reading Private, which is the first book in the series, the one that came out first, and not read the prequel and, until I'm obviously done with the whole series. I'm kind of weirded out because there was basically no mention of witchcraft in it, but I still really enjoy the book. So that's what I'm here to talk about. So Private is basically, it's tapping into something that I never really knew that I was interested in, but I really like bonded with the book straight away. I was very interested in getting into this like inner world of posh private school in America. I guess this is sort of how like my forebears felt when they read Mallory Towers for the first time, although this is obviously drastically different. This kind of reminded me of Legally Blonde, and also The Initiation of Sarah, although both of those are about universities and this is about a school for like younger people. I think the main character is 15. But basically the, the main character, Reed, she is from a poor blue collar family. Her mum has some uh, issues with substance abuse and she's really keen to get away from home and begin anew at this incredibly posh private school which from like the first page she's talking up big time she talks about how she's always wanted to go to the school the way other girls fantasize about being princesses and pop stars like this is the thing that she has most wanted in her life uh, and then she arrives there on the first day uh, i think she's as a arriving as a sophomore so my understanding of american school system is bizarre because you have names for things instead of numbering them like normal people but I'm guessing she's in like the middle of the years that this school does. 
Um, but she arrives, there's some other new people as well, uh, but for the most part, most people are established there. She meets her roommate, she is introduced to like the building she'll be living in and some of her classes, and she instantly begins to feel overwhelmed. It feels like everyone is waiting on her to fail because she's a scholarship kid, she doesn't wear the right clothes, she doesn't summer in Aspen or wherever the hell people are meant to summer, and she doesn't have the kind of uh, friendships and inner connections that a lot of these people do have. So I really felt for her and I thought this was a really great way to like endear a main character to the reader, obviously presenting them first off as this like fish out of water. Uh, Reed is kind of an every person character, she doesn't have a lot of strong uh, interests or anything, she's just kind of that blank character that you're meant to be able to project yourself on and she works really well for that. It's only when she finds out about the Billings girls that we get kind of the plot of the book. So Billings is a like a block, uh, a building at Eastern Academy and in it live like a select group of girls and they're like chosen to live there and it's basically kind of like a sorority. They get to live in better housing they have like the camaraderie and they're like viewed as a separate group and they're also like the highest achievers the people who go on to be like famous rich uh politically powerful um they're just sort of looked at by all the other girls at this school and the guys as well because it's like a, a mixed school they're looked upon as being like sort of how everyone viewed the cullens in twilight like they just look at the table and are like they're so hot but so mysterious so basically that and Reed instantly thinks, I need to get in with these guys. This is how I'm going to get accepted. As if I become a Billings girl, I can never be told that I don't belong. So I need to get in with them. And then the remainder of the book is Reed kind of cozying up to the four main Billings girls. As I say, there's quite a few. But the four main ones who the other ones seem in fear and awe of are Noelle, Ariana, Taylor and Kieran. Uh, Kieran's kind of noticeable by her absence, uh, but they all have their own kind of unique personalities. So Noelle is the bitch who's in charge of everyone. She is the Regina George. And then we have Kieran, who's just a model. Uh, that's basically, I think, the only thing we find out about her. Taylor is the smart one. Uh, she's ahead in all her classes and ends up tutoring Reed a little bit to help her catch up. And then we have Ariana, who's kind of weird and kind of vague in how she talks and associates with people and is just constantly reading and is just kind of a little bit strange and ethereal. Uh, so those four girls uh, Reed is trying to get in with and throughout the book, they give her these like challenges, like hazing to prove that she's good enough. And also there's a sort of love interest storyline with a guy named Thomas, um, who Reed is also trying to like getting good with because he's pretty popular and cool as well and also because she likes him and the end of the book is obviously the climax of that story of her trying to be accepted and she is finally accepted into Billings. Now you'll probably tell from that brief plot summary that there isn't a lot of witch stuff. Um, the only two real witch things that happen are the first time that Reed looks into the window opposite her window and sees these four Billings girls they're having like a candle lit meeting where they're all drinking like stuff from wine glasses and reading from a big book. It's unclear as to whether this is just them chilling with candles and wine and maybe Ariana's reading because that's what she's always doing. And then right at the end of the novel when she goes to Billings they kind of initiate her into it like 
you would be initiated into a sorority in an American movie. They all have like candles and they make like swear uh, in, into billings. But it's unclear if that's going to be witch related. And if I was reading that book on its own, I would not have assumed there was anything witchy going on. But with the context of the prequel and knowing that there's going to be the spell book involved, I can kind of see that this is going to go down a witchy route. And I really hope it does because I've ordered the sequel and uh, I'm hoping that we get into some more of like the secrets that these girls are hiding and hope that those are witchy secrets. Now, as I said, I really enjoy this book. I know it's for teens and it, I'm definitely not the target audience for this. But I think that's what made it so good is that it was this kind of addictive dramery-ness that I really responded to. It kind of reminded me um, of Mean Girls, uh, Initiation of Sarah, which I didn't really realise was something I was drawn to, but clearly was. And I got through this really fast because it's not incredibly long. I think it's just over 200 pages, uh, but it was a pretty good read. And what I will say is that comparing the protagonist uh, read herself to the protagonist of like the Wicker series and the Circle of Three series, I felt like she had a lot more backbone. Although she does start out being kind of cringily grateful that these girls are paying her attention, she does stand up for herself at various points in the book. Not really enough in my opinion, but it's a start and she definitely does have a line that she doesn't really want to cross. Um, so... It does seem like a lot of the things in the book are happening because of her decisions as opposed to just happening to her, which is really good and fun to read. It's also kind of fun to read about some of the people who aren't in Billings, uh, but who are sort of associated with Reed's life, in particular Missy, who's kind of a bitch who lives in like sophomore housing um, and is like a legacy Billings girl. Like her mum was one, her grandmother was one. She feels like she's absolutely destined to get in there and from the very moment that I found that I was like I cannot wait to see the look on your face when you don't get in <laughs> because that's you know hopefully what's going to happen uh, so it definitely had a lot of that drama and thrills element to it from the cover which is just like a giant picture of a sassy looking girl it kind of looked like it was going to be one of those I think of them as shag about novels they probably have a fancier term but it's sort of like erotica, but romantic novels aimed at women. And I guess some of them are also aimed at teens from reading this. But there's like different genres of shag about novel. There's like the S&M ones. There's like the historical ones. But it's always just got a big picture of a woman on the cover. And it's called like My Secret Lust or something like that. Um, but it, it kind of reads a little bit like that. It has those cliches, those things in there. But that's what makes it such... An enticing read is because it has those cliches that I think a lot of us really love and are like drawn to in our guilty pleasure books. The one thing that did kind of annoy me about the book is something about like Reed as a character and something that happened in the story which didn't entirely make sense to me. So obviously she's really wants this scholarship, she really wants to be in the school, she's fought tooth and nail to get away from her family, to be able to afford to come here, She's a straight-A student at high school. She's clearly jumped through a lot of hoops and she has an athletic scholarship like based on being really good at two different sports. So it was kind of baffling to me that she got to the school and then there were several times it was mentioned in the chapters that she wasn't studying. I can understand like if she'd been like overwhelmed and trying to keep up, but obviously uh, was making the jump from like public 
education for like a private school where I guess there's going to be like smaller classes, they're going to be a little bit more ahead. I could understand if that was the case, but a lot of the time she's like, oh, I was hanging out with the Billings girls or I was hanging out with um, Thomas and, and I just didn't study. And I was meant to be studying, but I wasn't. Or I really like one of the things that happens straight off is she's put on the spot in history class and embarrasses herself because she can't answer a question. And then the history teacher gives her a list of books that she needs to read. And then she mentions a couple of times, oh, I really should be in the library, like finding those books and starting to read them. And I was like, why haven't you started to read them? Um, so I feel like maybe those mentions could have been changed a bit, maybe that she needed to get back to those books as opposed to having not started on them yet. Because it really just kind of made me question her character if she's worked so hard to get here and then isn't putting in any effort at all to try and, you know, actually make it work. Like, I understand feeling defeated and feeling like you're a failure and like you don't belong somewhere because those are just general feelings that you're going to have when you transition from like one level of education to another. There's going to be a little scrambling period where you're like, I don't think I'm smart enough for this. And then you will adjust. But it feels like she's not putting in any work. Uh, and I kind of needed to see that from her to like continue to care about her as a character. So that was slightly annoying. Uh, the other big thing is that there's like a mystery at the end of the novel, which I'm not going to spoil because, you know, I feel like the mystery and the intrigue is, is one of the interesting parts of the series. So I wouldn't want to give it away. But um, it is a mystery that I was keen to find out about. And that alone would have propelled me into reading the next book, even if I didn't know or think I know <laughs> that there's going to be witchy stuff mentioned. So I thought I'd... Uh, not wait to review this as like a whole series at once but do it sort of book by book uh, so we can see how I get on like if witchy stuff does crop up in these novels because from reading this first book it felt like it wasn't going to and then I had to go back and like read the blurb on the prequel novel to reassure myself that it did actually say like a black magic spell book you know these things on the back of it it kind of feels like this is going to be like a slow burn thing and like the witchcraft thing is going to be like a big reveal that I've been kind of spoiled for obviously because I've seen the prequel but I kind of like that in a way it's sort of like you're just reading a book about privileged um private school girls and they're like grudges and stuff and it's a little bit cruel intentions and then bam there's witchcraft and if there's anything that I want as as a 90s girl, it is a combination of the craft and cruel intentions. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be reading these books. And I hope the next one arrives soon because I'm excited to read more. So stay tuned for, for more of that. And without spoiling me, do let me know if, if you've read these novels, if you've read them as a teenager, or if you've read them recently. And let me know what you thought of them and if you enjoyed them. Uh, because reactions on Goodreads were pretty damn split uh, over like what people thought of these. So uh, get in touch, give me your views, and in the meantime, I will see you in the next one. Bye!